This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. It's wonderful to have you folks here. And and today's a a fun one. It's a service I've been thinking about a lot. So I I hope you all raise your hand. How many of us have had at least one curveball over the past 12 months? Right? So, so this is, this is, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so fun. Some of the things I get to be part of, like baptisms and, and weddings and these other things are so much part of the lifeblood of New Church Live. And you go into these things and, and, and I remember that age feeling like, yep, we're going to do this. And then the line is going straight up to the right and, and life is just going to fall along this path. And it doesn't. Curveballs happen. And the challenge becomes is, is if our gratitude is all set up on life looking this way, And life not only probably won't, life definitely won't look that way. Well, what happens to gratitude, folks? What happens to gratitude? Just somebody shout it out. It goes away. It goes away. It goes away. Just that simple. So today's sermon is really simple, really simple message. And we're so fortunate to be joined by a guest speaker who's going to help us talk about it. It's the idea of learning to be thankful for different things. All right, let's say that together. Learning to be thankful for different things. And that's what we're going to look at today. What does it look like to learn to be thankful for different things? Because life is going to do what life is going to do. This funny snow little thing was sent to me by a friend way out in Arizona. If you choose not to find joy in the snow, you will have less joy in your life, but still the same amount of snow. Is that good or what? You know, take a picture of that bad boy if you got your camera out. You know, that's, that's it, right? Like, snow's gonna happen. It just is. You could use other words there, of course, but, but, but the snow's gonna happen. And, and it's just a matter of how do we actually look at it? You know, how do we learn to be thankful for different things? I'm gonna shift over to here for a minute just to start this conversation. I feel like in life, there's what we know and there's what we do. All right, real, real simple, basic equation. There's what we know, and there's what we do. And they're oftentimes two very different things. And I think so much of, of you know, growing up, maturing, is how we bring these closer together. But certainly, a lot of my life is spent with these two things pretty far apart. There's what I know, and then there's what I actually do. Now, the first part with knowing, I think we all know gratitude is a good thing. Can I get a big yes on that? Yes, no one has ever said gratitude is not welcome. No one's ever done it. And, 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 you know, again and again, I say this over and over again, some of the most amazing people I've known have a whole spirit of gratitude that they bring into their life. It really is incredible to watch. We see it over and over again. And it's humbling. I'm going to humble you here for a second. This is a picture of Eli Wiesel. Eli Wiesel is a Holocaust survivor. That's him on the top bunk, third from the left. Right there. And just, just look at, look at that condition there, right? This is in Auschwitz. Next picture is of him a few years ago. Look at those eyes. Look at those eyes. Those eyes have probably seen more tragedy than any of us here have, but in a sense have learned to see. Folks, this next quote, if you get nothing out of the service, 
just get this quote. It's from him. It's brilliant. He said this. He said, the quality of our life is largely determined by the quality of our gratitude. The quality of our life, excuse me, attitude towards gratitude. The quality of our life is largely determined by our attitude towards gratitude. Think about that. Like, like here's my quality of life, which I can find all reasons to say is incredibly good or not. And he's saying, if, if you want to invest in a good quality of life, you know, really think about this concept of gratitude and how that looks and how that, how that works in our life. Now, the fact is, I think, I think we all know that, but I think we all, please say this word, we all do something a little different. At least I do. I complain a lot. I am annoyed a lot. All the time. I know gratitude's good, but what I actually spend most of my time doing is complaining and being annoyed. Different order on different days, but that tends to boil it down. When we think about what that means, folks, if if that's where we come from, I feel like instead of a circle of gratitude, what we get into is this. Circles of, please say the word there, circles of welcome to the internet. Welcome to all kinds of things. Maybe welcome to Thanksgiving dinner. Right? If, if there's somebody you would, you, you are definitely thinking, please Lord, don't let me sit by them. You are in a circle of outrage. Right there. That or somebody passing you yams to eat. Somebody, whatever. So, so circles of outrage. Like, like we can easily invest ourselves in there and, and they're very sticky. Like, Outrage is a very sticky emotion. Please, please, folks, let that sink in. Outrage is a very sticky emotion. Annoyance is an incredibly sticky emotion. Complaint is very sticky as well. And I would dare say we're living in rather sticky times. When we look at this, when we look at this, like, like, what does this mean and why is it important? How do we hold something different? Well, it, it, it strikes me at any time, like, I, I sit down to work with people. And, and again, as a pastor, it's, it's, the funny part is, you know, you can, you know what to say. You may not be doing it in your private life, but at least you know what to say. And, you know, you work, working with couples, et cetera, like, and I, I go through and there's, there's just sort of formats that I go through and questions I like to ask. It's kind of interesting, right? Like, we spend so much time being annoyed and complaining about somebody who didn't turn their cell phone off. <laughs> and just kidding, keep that dang thing on. You know, and, and we, we complain, and we are annoyed, complain, annoyed, complain, annoyed. And, and if, if that was such a good thing, like if complaining and being annoyed was such a good thing, why don't we have workshops on it? You know, why don't we just all gather and we'll all just have an evening of complaining and annoyances so we can get better at it. And, and I think about it with couples. Like, I don't go through workshops and saying, today I'm going to teach you how to be really annoyed at each other. Like, we just wouldn't do that. And we need to get clear in terms of the, the why not. Like, why, why don't we do it? It's, it's because, folks, I think this. I think we know in our hearts that's not the way to live. 
I think we know in our hearts there's, there's something, a little part of us dies when we live in that place. I think there's part of us that knows that, that, that no matter how much we want connection, complaint and annoyance create faux, F-A-U-X, fake connection. Not true connection. What we want to do then is we want to learn how to bring these two closer and closer together and how to, how to do life in a way where, where, where we actually, where gratitude becomes the central story of our life. Like just, let's take a breath here for a minute. What if gratitude was your central story? What if gratitude was really the way you saw the world? That's, that's, not, that's not sort of a cop-out. You know, grateful people are able to say really hard things. They're grateful for the opportunity of having a voice. But life no longer is a binary life-death struggle. Able to just be grateful, as Denise said, just grateful for life. That's how we shift to learn to be grateful for different things. Now, as the band comes out for the middle song here, I want us to think about like how that looks and, and, and really allow it to sink in that real serious question of, yeah, what if gratitude was central to my life? As the band comes out, they're going to be doing a a song about, you know, thank you, Lord. Thinking about gratitude for those gifts. Gratitude in terms of what's been given. Gratitude, listen carefully, gratitude that no matter where your life is, and I know all of us are here, part of our life, We anytime we're in church, part of us brings this part that's incredibly broken, raw, open, broken heart, another part filled with joy, that we get to be grateful for the whole thing. When we come back, we're going to talk about some biblical passages that deal with that and get to hear from my dear friend Bob about how he's kind of come to see something different. Again, what if gratitude became the central story of your life? And and what does it mean to to really learn to be thankful for different things? Because I think we do have to learn that. We have to learn how we're going to be thankful for different things because if it's all based on this, like, like this is a little bit of a curveball. Those of you who are here before have heard me say this. It's a little bit of a curveball, but I, but I think it's important. Like, even our normal way of saying, getting our kids to be thankful. And again, we got five of them. We got a basketball team. And, and with our kids, it's so easy to go like, oh, be thankful. Just look at how much less other people have and how much you have. That's okay. Be careful. <laughs> because it's teaching them Right, that life is like this, be thankful for that, but in a certain sense, here's life for other people, they can't be thankful for that. It's just not true. I mean, we, we see people who struggle all the time, including myself, you at different times, all of us, I think, all, you know, some of the time, you know, we've learned to be thankful for different things. And that's what I really want to talk about in the second half. Like, how do we do that? How do we do that? Now, to understand that, to understand blessing, I want to start out just, just by us hearing from, from the word 
And just hearing this section from the word called the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes, again, there's some words in the Bible, like agape, that are super fun to, to pronounce. And Beatitudes is super fun. So let's all say it together. Beatitudes, the Beatitudes. And it's Beatitudes like beauty. It's about how do we see the beauty in life? And it's a beautiful set of eight things. And this is how, how Jesus, who had his, his most, uh, most significant sermon he ever gave. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And it wasn't like a sermon with, with people lined up in rows. It was, was a talk, a rabbinical talk. And he's, he started out with, with these beatitudes, these eight things. Now, I would like you to actually hear each other say them. So Angela will be around. We've got eight of them, which means she'll be around. And if you're interested in reading one, we're going to put it up on the screen just like this. You'll see Beatitude coming up, and then you just go ahead and you read it. You just go ahead and read the Beatitude. All right? So, who would like to read the first of the Beatitudes? Are we able to get them up there, guys? There we go. Excellent. Who would like to read Beatitude number one? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. That's so good. Like, just, just, and folks, like, if, do the best you can to have full body listening. All right? Like, blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of God. And poor in spirit's talking about you and me. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I know some folks are here with mourning today. Beautiful. Number three. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the those hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Oh, that's so good. Thank you, Bob. Next. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. They will be shown mercy. And I say this all the time. I love the definition of mercy. Mercy in the Bible, the, the, the derivation of the term is womb-like mother love. Is that good or what? Like, I could preach on that every week. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Yeah, pure in heart. Like, it's a, it's a heart thing to see God, not a head thing. Number seven. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they mm. will be called the children of God. That's so good. Blessed are those who are persecuted, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Let's give God a round of applause on those. (laughs) Those are so powerful. That's not a self-help list. That's not one of those annoying, you know, telemarketer calls. Stop what you're doing. I'm going to offer you a way to make a million dollars over the next two hours. It's very different. Blessed. Beauty. Found in the weak places. Blessed. Beauty. Found in the weak places. That's incredibly powerful. And I just think those, those words there, they just speak for themselves. 
So even in those weak places, like finding what is blessed there, knowing that there is that, I think that's what God's saying. Even in these weak places, that's where you're going to see it. And the people he was speaking to were not the, the movers and shakers of that time period. They were the peasants. They were the Joan and jo, Joe and Jane bag of donuts. They were you. They were me. And that was that message. Even in those really diminished places, you will find beauty and you will find blessing. Now Jesus goes on in another line to talk about it, and this is a beautiful passage from Matthew. He causes his sun to shine on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So this one here, folks, just a little background. You know, for so much of my life, I read that and saw it sort of as rain as as bad and sun as good, which is kind of a weird way to read it, because in a desert culture, which this was written to, was rain a good thing in a desert culture? <laughs> yes. Was sun a good thing in a desert culture? Yes. Like, you needed both. You needed both rain and sun. So here's God saying, look, you're going to get blessed, even the parts of your life that aren't so good. Because it's not, it's not about going like, oh, they're the unrighteous, and here we are, the righteous. Don't, please don't ever do that. It's not the Christian message. It's about something inside of us that there are these, these righteous parts, these unrighteous parts inside of us, and that those will get blessed as well. So you, so you combine the two, the Beatitudes, that idea of diminished states and challenges in life, and God saying, look, there's going to be blessing and beauty there. And then him saying very individually in your own life, your own very personal life, those parts of you that you think are really good and those parts of you that are just frankly a jerk. Like even those, I'm, gonna, my, 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 I'm just going to be continually seeking to bless that, that idea of, of rain, of rain that even falls in the sunshine. The beauty of that, the new church perspective, folks, it's so beautiful. It says this, if there's any form of predestination, it's predestination to heaven. That's God's plan. And again, I know some people are here like in this place. Some people are here in this place. But, but even in this place, that's still the plan. And we can still discover many blessings there, even in challenging times. And with that, I ask you to please give a warm, warm round of applause as we welcome to the stage Bob Fisher. Excellent, Bob. Good to see you, brother. I got you. Good. We're good. We're good, we're good. So, Bob, I'm going to have you hold this mic just a few inches from your face. So, first off, Bob, it is great to see you. You look a lot better than the last time I saw you. So, that's, that's really good. <laughs> last time I visited Bob was, was in the hospital. And, Bob, maybe you could give our, our audience just a, a little bit of background about what you've been through over the last, you know, couple of months. Well, uh, it's, uh, it's been a pretty long road. Uh, I was admitted into the hospital and I have a paperwork here. I always forget my memory of one a little bit too. <laughs> uh, but uh, into Temple uh, Hospital, and uh, 
they uh, they did some uh, trying to get me along, and uh, it was pretty tough because I have a smaller cavity than most. So it took them uh, longer to get it, and my uh, uh, the gratitude of that comes with I got one. Yeah. Because uh, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, that's usually my saying as far as gratitude. Yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah. And uh, so, go ahead. Yeah. And, and so, and just so you folks know, this family has stayed at the Gift of Life family home where we've done some work down there. And, and so, just so you know, like, this is part of that work. And you were just down there actually, actually recently. Mm-hmm. And, and Bob, when you, when you went through that, you know, you think back to it. And I just asked you to here take a breath with me here with your brand new lung. <sighs> yeah, it's good. I can tell you a little bit about what it was like before. Yeah. And that would give you an idea, but I could breathe like that and just get a little bit of a breath out. And I didn't notice it until I was uh, hiking the a- Appalachian Trail. And I would go up small elevations to the point to where I knew something wasn't right. Yeah. And then I came home and uh, got checked out and was diagnosed uh, three or four months later uh, with IPF, which is a technical name for bad lung. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a couple causes for it. That's one and the other is, uh, uh, the other is COPD. Okay. And... Uh, so it was, uh, from there it was a, that was in February, I think, by the time, no, later, later in the year, July or something. And then in the end, when it really got bad, they uh, uh, they started to look for a lung, so forth, so on. And, uh, or something else I was going to do, but I forgot. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, like, I would be breathless walking the Appalachian Trail now. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. And it, like, when you think back to the moment, maybe in a, in a sentence or two, was there, was there a moment for you that was particularly, like, scary or frightening when you were in the hospital or before? Was there a moment that was a little, little frightening for you there? Well, at the end, the last thing was not because I wasn't yeah, you well were enough to realize that what was going on or what was happening to me or uh, I just didn't know. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, that's, uh, that cuts a lot of the fear out uh, <laughs> because you don't know. Uh, I believe they, they said my oxygen was uh, nine. Wow. And, uh, that's on a scale of 100, by the way, folks. And uh, that uh, at one point I didn't have any brain wave. Yeah. I had a couple strokes. And uh, mini strokes, I think they call them. So I, I can't see where I had anything at that point. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, when I woke up, I wasn't very happy uh, <laughs> because uh, I was looking at a lot of things I'd never seen before. And uh, it was just, uh, there wasn't much gratitude there, I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, just to say the least. And uh, that took a while. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to. I want to shift you, like that idea that gratitude takes a while. And so, so I want to share with you a couple of pictures here. All right. Sure. 
So, so you think about what you knew, this first picture here, not the one with the flowers, but this next picture of, of you with your daughter here. It'll be coming up here in a sec. Think about that picture. Right? And you think about that picture versus this picture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those pictures just make me cry. Just even like seeing them, I'll just say that. But, you know, when, when you, uh, you know, first, I think Maggie has the best bag ever going there as you're, as you're, as you're, you're chatting. And, and when you think about it, if we could, if we could scroll back again, Stephen, like just looking at, at, at what you've learned about gratitude from before to after. You know, that idea of, you know, your lifespan. So, so what, do, what do you feel like you've come to really know, like, at a deep level? Well, Maggie uh, brought me gratitude. Yeah. Showed me uh, really what it was all about. Because I, I never really felt, felt it too much. Yeah. I think that she, uh, she missed one day out of 60-some or 70 days of coming into the, the hospital and visiting me and doing my laundry and, Things like that. So, I think she she taught me some of that. And uh, there's different times that I picked up a few things, but that was one of the biggest times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before that, I don't know that I had a whole lot of gratitude for a whole lot of nothing. Right. So, uh, when you said that you were going to talk about that, it's uh, it kind of really hit home with me. Uh, between her and my wife. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, so once I was able to think, look back, and I still don't remember all of it, but I was able to uh, see some of the gratitude, even though I bark once in a while. And I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're all allowed to bark once in a while. Yeah, like you, uh, you just was talking about. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was uh, it was a transformation. Yeah. Uh, it really was. Uh, I don't know if they noticed it or not, but I did. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, there was people that showed up that I hadn't seen in 25 years, and that's that's humbling. Yeah. And uh, there was just people from all over the place, even some girl from Arkansas that I walked part of the Appalachian Trail with, uh, showed up at the hospital. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So it was. Uh, very good. That part. That's great. Well, like, like a last one for us. So, so let's all take a big breath together. <sighs> yeah. And and you know, a last question for you. So we're all going into our Thanksgiving meals coming up, and uh, you know, if you were to say like in one sentence, this is what I would hold. I'd ask people to just hold for this Thanksgiving. You know, for this Thanksgiving meal, a thought. Does anything come to your mind when I? When I say that, like, what's the thought you would have people hold or you would hold for yourself? Well, I think Thanksgiving, to me, is family getting together. Yeah. I mean, that's what I always looked at it as. Not that everybody does it, but... Uh, and I know my wife's sister's coming in from Texas, and, you know, people travel in those days. Yeah. So what's it mean to me? Gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah, that's for it. seeing them and uh, having them into your house. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which don't happen but maybe once every couple of years or so. Just the gratitude of the connection. Yeah. Bob, thank you. Thank that you. That was wonderful. <laughs>
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me help you on out here. All right. Now, well, we're going to hit ready to give you a hand here. There we go. There, Ray will give you a hand. There we go. Thank you again, Bob. Give Bob one more round of applause. So, you know, like, like that idea, folks, of, of just the gratitude, like, like that we can make that story our central story. Like, and I loved what Bob was saying. It's, it's, it's a gratitude that we can wake up to again and again and again. You know, it, it doesn't come instantaneously. I, I don't think it's necessarily light. I feel like it's, it's, it, it, it can have a depth to it. And when it really starts to get deep, I think this becomes very true. We get thankful for, for all that brought us to the present moment. Brought us to all the present moment. Now, before showing you the picture, I have a complete trivial pursuit question for you. Does anybody know what the Japanese word Aikido means? Oh, good guess. That's wrong. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful word that means soft eyes. Eyes like this, soft eyes. I think Eli Wiesel as well had that Aikido, had, had soft eyes. Just being up here with Bob, Bob's got soft eyes. That gratitude, learning to be grateful for different things, so much of it, I think, is learning to just have soft eyes. I know that there's no way right now that I can see if you do this or not. So I'm just saying that. But just, just for like one second, just for a minute, just try to just look forward with soft eyes. Just for a second. Just try to look forward with soft eyes. You sense that little bit of difference. Imagine the two sets of eyes. Soft eyes or my annoying complaining eyes. Your task this Thanksgiving are those soft eyes. That's the place where we are really free. It's interesting that the word thanksgiving and forgiving both have the word giving in them and they're both so closely connected like when we're thankful when we're filled with gratitude we're forgiving of life for being what life is which is most days is imperfect we're forgiving of ourselves for lives that are most days imperfect we're forgiving of others whose lives most days are imperfect. And it pulls us away from that. It pulls us into a new perspective, into, into something that just sees the world so differently. You get to choose what circle you belong to. You get to choose, I get to choose, a circle of complaint and annoyance or a circle of just deep, incredible gratitude. And I love the idea that, again, the Thanksgiving meal is done in a circle, and there's, there's no better place, no better opportunities to exercise regeneration than family gatherings. And that's the beauty of them. 
because we can learn not the love if, but the love that is the no matter whatness of love. Strong, courageous love that C.S. Lewis wrote about with Aslan the Lion. We're not talking gentle love. We're talking courageous love. It shows up with gratitude as best as we possibly can. The close of all this, the closing thought. Now we move from not just noticing the gift, but learning with soft eyes to pass the gift on. To move the gift forward to others. Thankful now for different things. We then come to give and to all the world, thanks. Folks, closing word here, have a great Thanksgiving. You know, really, the bottom of my heart, have a great Thanksgiving. You folks are such a blessing. A blessing to me, a blessing to our team, a blessing to the congregation, a blessing to the world. I just want you just to embrace it this Thanksgiving, mess and all. Can I get a big amen there? (laughs) Mess and all. And just have a great Thanksgiving. Bring soft eyes. Bring that circle of gratitude. Talk to yourself out in the car and saying, a noise complaint, you wait here. I got a little gratitude thing to do. Amen. So what we're going to do now is we're going to close with a prayer, and then we're going to close with one of my favorite hymns of all time, which is Amazing Grace. You're more than welcome to sing along with the band or just enjoy a wonderful rendition of this age-old, beautiful, beautiful hymn. So please join me. So Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for the incredibly beautiful words that Bob shared about life and gratitude Waking up not just to a new condition, but waking up to what gratitude meant in his life, seeing it in new ways. Lord, may we all be so blessed. So blessed to be able to do that. So blessed to be able to see in new ways a gratitude not dependent on what we receive, but but a gratitude that's just an awareness, a growing awareness in our lives of the incredible beauty that forever forever surrounds us. Lord, there's what we know and there's what we do. Draw those two closer together. And maybe, Lord, in some strange way, flip them. Allow us to do gratitude in new ways. And from that, to know the world in new ways. For as you say, you, you make all things new. Bless this congregation. Bless this Thanksgiving that we are about to share together. Bless these amazing people, their families, relatives, loved ones, both those who have passed on, who are here in spirit, and those who are here with them today. And as always, Lord, simple gratitude for what you've given. This Sunday we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.